0: Welcome to the Life of Iron podcast. Here we talk everything 140.6. Welcome back to the Life of Iron podcast. And uh, today I want to explore something I'm seeing popping up in terms of a question across many different social media platforms at the moment. So whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Quora, whatever. And it's a question that goes something like this. Uh, hi everyone, I'm thinking of doing my first Ironman, I don't have a history of endurance sports, is it possible? Or, hi guys, I'm, I'm looking at stepping up from 70.3 to the full, I've only got 10 weeks before the event, is this doable? Or another version would be something like, hey, I've led a sedentary lifestyle all my life, I've decided I want to change things, it's a midlife crisis I'm having. I mean, they never quite say that, do they? But, or it's a bucket list thing. Uh, I want to do an Ironman in 2025, it's now 2023, is this possible? So, So there's a common thread here around individuals asking a question of the crowd to give them some kind of validation or permission to go for their goal. So how would I answer this question? There's a range of different factors and obviously I have to caveat this with this is only my experience. But I think there's some universal truths here. And of course, everyone is different. Everyone comes from different genetic, physiological backgrounds and psychological backgrounds. So don't take any of this as uh, medical advice or exercise advice. I'm not qualified to give it. But I am qualified to perhaps muse on some of my reflections and direct experiences of having raced. 24 iron distance events, one double iron man, multiple finisher, and all that kind of good stuff. So much of the training is down to the following. And the first thing, and by the way, this is not in any particular order, this is how it comes to mind. But whether it's possible, a lot of it comes down to your exercise history. And what do I mean by that? So if you're coming from a literally a standing start and you're in your mid to late 30s or 40s, and you've never done any exercise your entire life, then of course, It's quite some way to go to get yourself fit enough to tow the start line of an Ironman and complete the 140.6 miles. Um, So yes, your exercise history. So this will determine how much time you need to devote to training and what kind of training to get your body resilient and tough enough to withstand the rigors of the demands of the day. And by the way, before we go really deep in this one, I think the answer to the question of can I do it is always yes. It just depends on how you get to that positive outcome and everyone's route is different. But we'll come on to the mindset in a moment. But I think the answer is yes. What questions should we be asking ourselves is the better approach. Exercise history. So for me, as far back as I can remember, I've always been active from the school, athletics, district, sports. As a young five, six year old, and it probably wasn't 100 meters there. It's probably something like more like 60 yards or something through to a 20 year military career, doing lots of fit. I've basically being paid to be fit for a 20 year career and then continuing that love of exercise and the outdoors into my civilian life for the last 17 years, of which that spans the, my Ironman career, if you like. So somebody like me. Is coming from very much a physically active background. And it's so much of being active is also building that resilience in not only your heart and lungs and your cardiovascular, but your the ability for your bones and your tendons and your ligaments and your joints to withstand pressures and and the demands that the training and the racing will place upon it. So much of that influences how you approach your training. And then there's the body's ability to respond to training and load. We all respond differently and we all experience different physiological demands through the course of our training and the swim, bike and the run. So you've got to listen to your body. You've got to get in tune with your body and really identify with what your body is telling you. And there's a lovely phrase I've learned recently, which is listen to the body whilst it whispers. Because if you ignore it, it'll end up screaming at you. So your body's ability to respond to training, to withstand the pressures, but also to avoid things like injury and everything else like this. And I see so many people wanting to get into Ironman racing and they go full pelt, but their training exceeds their body's ability to withstand those loads, those physiological loads. So again, that the answer is yes, you can do it. But how much time do you have to work back from the event to make sure that you give your body the best chance of being in the best physical state it can? And also the mind, of course. So it comes down to, yeah, have a plan. Uh, And now this is something I I, I appreciate. This is possibly the pot calling the kettle black. Uh, I've never had a a training plan. I've never really collected data and looked at what I should be doing. I've, I've always gone on feel. But the reason I can get away with that is not because that's the perfect approach. It's because I've been so physically active all my life. I'm really in tune with what my body can and can't do and what my body does or doesn't need. So the lack of plan is not necessarily indicative of my lack of innate knowledge about what my body needs to do to get to the condition it needs to race a full Ironman. That said... I am approaching my 2024 season having a more structured approach and um, I'm using a, a platform called Tridot, which I'll perhaps do a, a podcast episode on sometime down the road when I've got some kind of data and experience of using that. I, I do For me, it's about if I want different outcomes, um, I, I've got to try a different approach. And for me, the, the different approach is very much having a, a more sort of structured plan. So having some kind of plan, whether that means... An off-the-shelf plan or a coach-based plan or something that you just put into chat GPT and see what that comes up with. And trust me, that's probably not a bad idea. Having some kind of plan. But that's not just about training plans and training programs. Think about, okay, so, so what is your, your your plan? When is the race date? Where are we now? Begin with the end in mind. Work backwards. What do we think is a sufficient amount of time? What smaller events might you put in the diary to help you build up to that what's your plan for getting feedback what's your plan for judging your performance and where you're at what's your plan for rest what's your plan are you going to train in the mornings Are you going to train in the evenings when does it work for you so build the plan around your life and don't let the plan get in the way of your life and perhaps we'll discuss that a little bit later on i think i've touched upon this before but listen to your body and recognizing the value of rest and recovery and and this is something over the years I see so many people including professionals really trip up on particularly if they're following a plan and they're having a bit of a, a, a tougher time of it or perhaps they pick up some bug some flu or get COVID or whatever and they get really wrapped around the axle about missing a session or they feel that they're they're feeling really under the weather, but the program says they've got to do a a long bike ride today, so they're going to put it in, and actually they end up making the condition and situation far worse. Listen to your body. Listen to your body whisper. And if it means that you have to take an extra rest day, we need to extend your recovery or go lighter on a session, do that. The whole idea is to get to the start line in one piece, fit and healthy, to race 140.6 miles. There is no point getting to the start line broken and it's really hard. It's probably psychologically quite hard for athletes to rest because they think they've got to be doing something every day and if they miss a day, they feel like their fitness has been degraded in some way. But as as I'll say to anyone that will listen, you don't get fit doing the session. You get fitter in between sessions as your body rebuilds and recovers. So that's where fitness lies. Fitness lies in the adaptations your body makes between sessions, not the session itself. Okay, so if you have to miss a session, it just means you're giving your body a little bit more time for that adaptation process. Okay, So start listening to your body. Uh, recognize the value of rest and recovery. That's, they used to say that the fourth discipline of, of triathlon is nutrition. I'd argue that the fourth discipline is rest and recovery. The fifth discipline is nutrition. I've said in some of the, the writing articles I, I've put up online, it's good to do this with training partners or a group or a tri club or whatever, go on forums, seek advice. There's, you know, this is advice I'm giving in some way, but don't get caught up in the chat of others. And what I mean by this is that you will make a fundamental error if you start comparing your progress with the progress of others. And I think this is general life advice really, isn't it? Is that don't judge your life by the life of others or what you perceive to be the life of others because you you don't see the everyday so when you're going on a, a triathlon forum and people are boasting about doing 20 hour training weeks 25 hour weeks or they've done this 100 mile of this it's all bullshit okay don't get caught up in it don't compare what you're doing with what somebody else is doing stick to your plan train your plan do what you need to do and yes, it's okay to go on forums. Yes, it's great to be connected and talk about triathlon with fellow carbon-loving, lycra-loving individuals, but never ever get swept up in some, what other people are saying because nine times out of ten on social media, like I say, it's all BS anyway, but so what? So what if somebody's doing 20-hour training? Yeah, uh, uh, genuinely, yeah, the peak amount of hours I will have done for training for an Ironman any given time is probably about sort of, eight or nine hours, in any, and that's a high-volume week. I'm a big believer in regular, consistent, small actions. And of course, if I went onto a forum, everyone's doing more training than me, but they're not me. They don't know me, and therefore they don't know what works for me. In fact, I don't know what works for you. So find out what works for you and limit your exposure to people and getting dragged along with what others say that you should or or they're doing. I guess the next thing really is, is... It goes to the top of my message here. Yeah, the answer is yes. Yes, you can do it. But you you have to believe that it's possible. You really have to believe that something like doing an Ironman, particularly if it's your first one, or even like me, you want to qualify for the World Championships. For many years, I didn't believe that was possible for me. And it still hasn't been possible. But I've switched my mindset. Now I'm telling myself, yeah, I can do it. But if I want to do something different, i.e. qualify, I've got to do things differently. So I'm entering... A training plan. I'm I'm being more structured with my diet and my exercise regime. So believe that it is possible for you. It is possible to complete an Ironman. You can do it. You just need to have the mindset. And so much of Ironman racing is the mindset. And I I think that's another episode all on its own. But if you don't believe it's possible for you, the answer will you'll you'll be absolutely right. You know that's what's the saying that Oliver Wendell Holmes said: uh, "Whether you think you can or can't, you're right." So. Believe that it's possible for you. I'm telling you, it's possible for you. I've seen so many different people from various walks of life and shapes and sizes, and it's amazing. Hey, I've I've seen a man with no arms compete for his nation at a half Ironman event whilst I was representing Great Britain. That just blew my mind. No arms. Think about that. Swim, bike, run, no arms. Wow. So believe that it's possible for you. Getting the support of friends and family is crucial. I don't know what your personal situation is, but I did my first Ironman back in 2005 and we we had two kids under the age of three at the time. So how do you even train? And I was also studying at the Defence Academy as a senior officer, so I had a big academic undertaking as well. So the support of friends and family is crucial. But on the family side of things, if you are a family person, Don't trade family time and get so obsessed with your Ironman training that you you ignore them. They are the most important thing in your life. Ironman will always be second to it. So build your Ironman training around your domestic circumstances. So, for example, when my children were babies and they were on the bottle feed, I would do a bottle feed at four o'clock in the morning, finish that around about 4.45, and then go on the turbo trainer in the garage. It was hardcore, but I made it fit and I made it work. And I always appreciate it, always said to myself, I don't want to miss a moment of my, child, my children growing up or my family time. I will make Ironman training fit around the family. And a lot of people don't do that. And it causes resentment within close family members because you have to put upon them so much. They are your biggest support act. Treat them with respect and build everything around them, not ask them to bend everything around your Ironman training. So getting the support of friends and family, who will be your advocates, tell them, hey, if if I'm feeling sorry for myself, give me a slap. If I ever say that I don't want to go out for the run, just give me a kick up the backside. Get them on side because, and particularly, if you can get them onto race day as well, wow. It's such a boost seeing them on the marathon course when you really are groveling and it just puts a spring in your step and it's as much about them supporting you. And Ironman is as much about their achievement as it is your own as well. Next one. Again, no no particular one. Just get on with it. Just get on with it. You don't have to wait for permission. If you want to do an Ironman, go do it. Just work out how you're going to do it and work out what you need and just get on with it. You do not need my permission or anyone else's permission. Just get on with the training. Get on with the research. Read about it. Listen about it. Watch Breakfast with Bob on YouTube. Bob Bavitt, legend of the Ironman scene. What he doesn't know about the sport isn't worth knowing. Just consume YouTube videos, just really live and breathe it and, and get in it. Just get on with it. Stop talking about it. Don't wish it away. And if you're saying that's two thousand and twenty-three, I want to do one in twenty twenty-five. No, enter one for next year. Just get on with it. Yeah, simple. Just do it. Okay? As the saying goes. But set the right level of expectation, okay? I believe that you can do it. I believe anyone can complete an Iron Man. Whether you want to do an Iron Man in a certain time is another matter. Okay? Everyone can make the cutoffs. You have 17 hours to do it. That is plenty of time for the swim, the bike, the run. But if you go into this expecting to do a superstellar time, then you're going to have to do some superstellar training. The training that you'll need to do in the time that you've got available is different from completing in 17 hours than it is for going sub 10 hours. So set your expectation and then build back from that. The answer is yes, you can do it. But what are your expectations? And therefore, what are the pressures or otherwise that you have to put upon yourself? And how do you have to approach it? As I said, the answer is yes. Now, what's the question? And the question here is, what's your level of expectation? And I have always said throughout my entire training career and racing career, and I've done 24 races now, is is that the three priorities are always the same. Priority number one, complete the darn thing. Priority number two, enjoy the process of racing the darn thing. And then priority number three, if you can do a decent time, great. But not at the expense of enjoying it and not enjoying it at the expense of completing it. You have to complete these things. So goal one, two and three is always the same, whether this is your first Ironman or your 31st Ironman. Accept that it's a process like all others. Time will always tell you. If your racing pedigree or athletic pedigree is not that great, it's going to take you longer to get to a condition to race with confidence. But the whole thing is a process. You're not going to train for an Ironman next week if you haven't done anything. Okay. But that the Ironman, it doesn't matter if the Ironman is your first ever triathlon and don't let anyone tell you that you have to go sprint and then Olympic and then hey, that's all good. And that's the route I took, but I know plenty of people that have done their first Iron. First, triathlon as an Ironman. Again, the answer is yes. Just, you just need to work out, okay, so what questions do I need to be satisfying to make sure I can toe the line at the start? But you have to accept there's a process to go through and processes take time. There is no shortcut. There's no quick fix here. Okay, if there was, everyone will be able to do it. Okay, this is not some kind of marathon that you have a bet over a few beers with mates to do next week. You can probably blag that if you've got some running pedigree. You can't blag an Ironman. Okay. There's a process. There's time involved. You just need to work out how much time you need to take to get to, and it doesn't have to be forever, especially if you're just getting on with it, like I say. And there's two final things I, I want to wrap up this episode on. Take discipline. You've got to be disciplined You've got to be disciplined with yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself, but don't let yourself off the hook. What is your discipline about training? What is your discipline about nutrition? What's your discipline about family time? What's your discipline about friends time? What's your discipline about making it fit around work? Yeah. I genuinely believe if you're working and raising a family, you can have to get super creative to make everything fit. But find a way, find your way. And again, limit following what other people say. Find your way. That lunchtime break, what can you do be doing with exercise? I always took the view is twenty minutes exercise is better than no exercise. And incrementally, the compound effect of doing lots of 20-minute sessions build up rather than just trying to do one big thing at the weekend. That's a surefire way to land yourself uh, with an injury. Okay, so consistency and consistent discipline is the key to having a successful Ironman race. And then, I guess, finally, hard things are not supposed to be easy. You're electing or you're thinking about doing an Ironman, not because it's an easy thing to do. You're doing it because it's a hard thing to do. There's still only a small percentage of the population have ever even considered doing one, let alone done one. Okay, so it's not supposed to be easy. And that's the joy of the process, is that when you complete this, the satisfaction of doing hard things is immeasurable. It is, oh, it's just absolutely wonderful. That's why I I continue to do it. So hard things are not supposed to be easy. So when it feels hard, that's a good sign, okay? But you shouldn't have to be suffering. Yes, learn to suffer. But if things are becoming really difficult for you, perhaps just question your approach to it, okay? If it's been hard to fit it in around family time, take a different approach, okay? But remember, hard things are not supposed to be easy. So there you go. That's uh, in answer to the, the question uh, on social media can I do it? Should I do it? Can I do it the next time? Can I do it at my age? Can I do it at my level of fitness? The answer is, of course, yes. You just got to work out what questions you have to ask yourself in order to get yourself with the best chance of completing. Remember, complete, enjoy it, and then worry about your time. And remember, you got to dig deep for iron. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to listen to more or read some of the articles I put out on a weekly basis, please get yourself across to lifeofiron.co.uk. Thanks very much. And I'll see you on the next one.